This episode of the Disney Film Project is sponsored by touringplans.com. Head over to touringplans.com and use their tools to save yourself time and money when you are at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. You can use the Lines application on your mobile phone, use the Crowd Calendar to figure out which parks to hit which days, or use the Touring Plans to save time and money waiting in line. Touringplans.com is the sponsor of this episode of the Disney Film Project. Welcome again, everybody, to the Disney Film Project podcast. This is the show where we talk about the films of the Walt Disney Company, be they Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, Disney Toon Studios, Touchstone, or anything in between. We talk about it all on this show and over at DisneyFilmProject.com. I'm Ryan Kilpatrick, host of this program, and with the folks you are about to meet, we run the aforementioned DisneyFilmProject.com, where you can find show notes for the show, uh, Blu-ray and DVD reviews. You can find all kinds of stuff about former shorts and things that have come out from the Disney Studios in the early days, so make sure you go and check out all the great stuff over at DisneyFilmProject.com. Joining me, as always, we have our wonderful film experts, First of all, there is Mr. Todd Perlmutter, who today has indeed traveled forward in time uh, to present the content of today's show. Yes, and I'm delightful. Did you see what I did there? I, I do see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ignore what you did there, and I'm going to move on uh, to Miss Rachel Cobb of JustPressPlay.net. How are you, Rachel? I'm great. And also, just a quick reminder, everyone, make sure to check out my recaps of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're up on soundonsite.org. And it's a very, very good show, and I don't want to hear anybody say any differently. All right. Uh, and then, of course, we also have our wonderful producer, the one and only Miss Cheryl Perlmutter, who makes the trains run on time around here and gets things done. Uh, and you can find her on Twitter at CherylP3 or over at about.me slash CherylP3. How are you today, Cheryl? I'm doing good. Great. Good to hear. All right. So uh, we did this last year and it seemed like you guys liked it. So we're doing it again. And that is our preview episode. Uh, so we will be taking a look today at the films that will be released by the Walt Disney Company in 2014. The Yay! far off realm. <laughs> Uh, a different slate this year. You know, last year in 2013, we had, you know, Lone Ranger and a lot of different, different films. Uh, we have... It's, it's an interesting, eclectic slate this year of, of films coming from Disney. So we're going to talk about uh, all the films, some of them in-depth, some of them you know, we'll brush by because we don't know a whole lot about them, but uh, give our thoughts and see what we think is uh, going to happen in 2014. All right, so first on the list, Disney will be um, shepherding the North American release of The Wind Rises, the Japanese historical fantasy film uh, by Miyazaki. They have done all the other Miyazaki films. You might remember Secret World of Arietti that we did uh, a few years ago. This is the, the next in the series from Miyazaki. Uh, he has announced that this is his final film. He will not be directing any further films. Uh, the film's released on February 21st of 2014 and is a fictionalized biography of a designer of a, an aircraft in, uh, that Japan used in World War II. Other than that, I don't know a ton about it, but it's Miyazaki, so I'll probably go see it. 
It's probably going to be very good. There has been a lot of controversy about it because of the fact that it's a World War II war movie, and Miyazaki is notoriously um, anti-war. So a lot of people, and he's been kind of getting some flack from both sides, especially from from Japan about um, his portrayal of the war and maybe showing that you know, war isn't pretty. It right, is. It right. isn't. It isn't a good thing. So. Yeah. Also, I read a whole bunch of stuff about uh, the fact that there's a lot of smoking going on in this movie, <laughs> and people are apparently <laughs> up in arms about that. And I'm like, when you do a period piece, smoking things like smoking should not be a problem because back then people smoked. Yep. You know, everyone famous, it was a thing. So. Um, yeah. But. But uh, yeah, this is uh, the guy that the movie's about is Hirohori Koshi. He's the uh, inventor of the Zero Fighters which were used in uh, World War II. And uh, it'll be a pretty sad story, I have a feeling, despite all this quote-unquote controversy. I mean, it's about a guy who, when he was a boy, dreamed of designing airplanes and grew up to design them and then saw them become machines of war and was unhappy with that. You know, I I really see a lot of tragedy in that brief bit that I know about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and since this is based on a... a you know, true events and everything. I is okay if I get a little spoilery on something. This is something that's in the trailer, so I don't know. Sure, go for um, it. Apparently, there's a uh, doomed romance that's a big part of the story. Oh. Um, from from what I understand, uh, he falls in love with a woman who later dies in the story. So I I don't know the details of that. That's just what I understand from it. So yeah, I actually know the story. I mean, it's actually something I was I was interested in before they even were making this movie. Uh, his wife uh, gets tuberculosis and dies. Well, they meet and she has tuberculosis and she won't get married until she's better. But then they decide to get married anyway, and then she passes. So yeah. And that's history, folks. I don't what, how they do yeah. it in the movie. I have no idea. So, well, and there's supposedly there's some fantasy elements to the movie and, and things like that. I mean, it's a Miyazaki film, so if it were just straight, to, it, it probably wouldn't play like a normal Miyazaki film. But uh, I mean, like to me again, if you're a fan of animation, you go see Miyazaki films when they come out. Also, I, for people in New York and Los Angeles, this film will actually be in 2013 because they're trying to get for the um, Academy Awards. Are they? Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, so they have to film it in those cities because of the Academy Awards. Yeah, it just won't yeah. be in general release. They, so. they feel like they have an opening this year because I, Monsters University was the Pixar movie of this year, and I think given the choice between the two of those, I think the Oscars would be more likely to go for The Wind Rises, especially considering it's Miyazaki's last film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So I think we're 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 all in agreement. We're probably going to go check this one out for sure. Well, we are going to check out all of these, but uh, anticipation. We'll see. Uh, all right. Next on the list, we have one of the ones I'm very much looking forward to: Muppets Most Wanted, which will be released no. March 21st. What? No. 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 That's we got we got Pirate Fairy coming first, dude. When is Pirate Fairy coming out? Because I don't have a release date on it. Oh, uh, the the current date is uh, March third. I do agree that it may get pushed out later, but that's the current release date is listed as March third. Okay, yes, because we need to. We definitely need to talk about this. So, yes. the Pirate Fairy is the next film uh, on on our list. If you didn't hear about this at uh, at D twenty three, it is a film that is in the fairy series. So, like the the Tinkerbell movies. 
Um, it's set to be released like Tom, like uh, Todd said on March third. Uh, but I agree. I, I'm thinking this may move because that seems like a, you know, is this a this is direct to DVD, correct, or Blu-ray? Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't um, say direct to DVD anymore. Oh, that's right. We don't. <laughs> uh, the the main thing you need to know about this is that Tom Hiddleston is the main character, known as James, uh, the the future Captain Hook. And the antagonist is Christina Hendricks, as as some evil fairy who switches the the powers of the different fairies. From what I understand of the plot. Yes. Yep. You're right. Yep. Yep. That's about all I know because that's the only preview they've released is them getting their powers flying along, getting well, their power switched. All I needed to hear was Tom Hiddleston singing "Bare Necessities" at D23, yes. and I was on board. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Hiddleston, know, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. I, I do know it has to do with the secret of Skull Rock. That much okay. I was able to uncover. So, so it, granted, he's. I believe that Ryan is correct. He's not Captain Hook at this point. Right. Um, no. He will but, eventually be that way, but we don't. Know but how but he this is there. about what happens at Skull Rock and why it's you know the uh, evil place that it is, kind of thing. So. I have a feeling this is another Loki type character, the sort of sympathetic villain that we can, that you know we know that he's that what he's doing is wrong, but his motivations might be a little understandable, a little bit more understandable. So. As if uh, fangirls need another reason to love Tom Hiddleston. Hey, hey, fan guys love him too. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all we know about the, about Pirate Fairy. But yeah, you know, I mean, if if you have young girls or you know young uh, admirers of Tom Hiddleston, you're going to see this one when it comes out on on the Blu-ray, as Todd so eloquently reminded me. <laughs> uh, now we can talk about Muppets Most Wanted. Nope. Uh, n- nope. What? Nope. Next up is Need for Speed on March 14th. Oh, sorry. I you 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 ran through these with me and I uh, I forgot no. them. Completely. No, no, no. It's okay. It's more fun this way. <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. Need for Speed. The uh, it, it, this is one of those that um, Disney releases because of their deal with DreamWorks. Um, which is why I don't ever count them, but but yes, it's something that we should definitely uh, uh, put in the list. But it's uh, I, it's an action movie with Toby Marshall uh, in a cross country race. That's based, really all I know. Based on the Electronic Arts video game of the same name. Well, I think the most notable thing about it is this is Aaron Paul's first big role since Breaking Bad. Yeah. True. Which either either this is you know, you know when Oscar winners go from making their Oscar movie to making the next one, which ends up being awful. Either it's one of those situations, or there's something that we don't know about this movie that that just pulled Aaron Paul in to say yes, this should be my follow up to uh, to Breaking Bad. Which which I find odd because you know with all the break the hoopla around the the finale of Breaking Bad, like you would have thought there would have been some trailers or something released from the movie like i haven't seen anything about this i did see a trailer during the when they they aired the finale i know that they okay. were playing trailers for it and during uh their talk back af- afterwards with chris hardwick so um i know that i saw at least a couple of ads for it yeah and the trailer's on youtube but i uh, it's i don't know it looks like a um, guy guy gets you know 
problem with his with his business partner ends up in prison, escapes, and goes in a race to get back at his partner. I don't really get it. That's all I know, and that's you pretty much what the thing tells you. can also go to the website at the Need for Speed Movie dot com. Even and better. They have the trailer there. Anyway, we don't have to talk about this one anymore because that's all we know. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much to know, to know about it. Um, yeah, uh, that one, that one's up in the air. Whether it does we'll have all Michael Keaton oh. as a not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the name of his role, not Batman? Because that actually would be exciting to see it. That would be cool. If he went around and said, I'm not Batman. <laughs> now, the thing is... The thing with Need for Speed is that, I mean, the Fast and the Furious franchise at this point has kind of got the the market cornered on this. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't think another franchise like this can break in. Yeah, I, I, w- I would agree with that. All right. So now, unless there's something coming out on March 20th, on March 21st, 2014, we, we can talk about Muppets Most Wanted. Yes. Uh, the, the sequel to The Muppets, the return film that was... Uh, Written by James Bobin, Nicholas Stoller, and uh, Jason Siegel. The the new film does not involve Jason Siegel. Bobin is directing. Uh, Stoller wrote it, and it is uh, this this iteration of the Muppets version of the Mupp- Great Muppet Caper is basically the way I would put it. If you remember, we had the original Muppet movie, then we had the Great Muppet Caper. Uh, that's basically what we got here. This is the Muppets going around the world on tour, uh, and they run into a frog named Constantine who looked exactly like Kermit uh, and hilarity ensues and I take that quote directly from Kermit he said <laughs> he said that so uh, I couldn't look forward more to this one uh, Ricky Gervais is is in this as the sidekick to the uh, to the bad frog uh, Ty Burrell from uh, Modern Family is playing a French Interpol inspector and then Tina Fey is an officer in the gulag in Russia I mean, this is going to be funny. Yes. Yeah. I, and Easton's in this too. Is he? Yep. Yes, he is. <laughs> it would be great if you were Wait, who's Loki in this? this. Tilston. Hiddleston's in, in it? Yes. What? Great Escapo. How did I miss this? I feel like I should have gotten the memo the, or something. As the Great Escapo? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Just, yes. That should be I, I do know Tina Fey is playing <gasps> the prison guard at the gulag where Kermit gets sent for yes. whatever gets yeah. happened. So. Yeah. No, this this is going to be funny. I mean, like, that was my biggest problem, if you guys remember when we did the first one, the, the, the Muppets. Like, there was this air of sadness just hanging over the film, even though the jokes were really good. Because they had to deal with the whole, the Muppets aren't relevant anymore and all that stuff. I think this one is just going to be all out funny. Yeah. I th- I think it's going to be very similar in tone to uh, to Great Muppet Caper. I and I'm kind of hoping for a big number, kind of like um, oh, and now I'm blanking on the big the big music number that happens in uh, Great Muppet Caper with Miss Piggy. The first time you see her, that one. Oh I, I'm yeah. I'm kind of hoping yeah. that we have a big number like that. So. Yes, happier, more fun songs are what this movie needs. Yeah, totally. Yes. No, no brooding about the fact that they're no longer relevant. Just you know, go out and be funny, and everybody will follow along. Yes. Yep. Yeah, really looking forward to that one. And March twenty first, a good release date, except for it's going to go up directly against Divergent. So there could That's be some okay. kids can't see that movie, so we're great. One yeah, would it's hope. Yeah, programming. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. All right, so. 
Uh, the next big film from Disney is from their subsidiary, this little independent uh, company that they call Marvel Studios. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before. Uh, best movie ever. Uh, I, think a, I think that might be a bit niche for me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I've heard of this Marvel yes. you speak of. Uh, April 4th, 2014, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, the second Captain America film. Um, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when I started researching this, I mean, one thing that I like is... Uh, so, uh, Robert Redford's in the movie. Yes, I know that sounds strange because we were just talking about relevancy and you hear Robert Redford's in a movie and no offense. <laughs> it's been a while, yes. Um, one of the primary reasons he's picked is uh, because um, they wanted to make it like have a Days of the Condor feel and he is in fact the uh, star of Days of the Condor so they hired him and they just fit him into the role and rewrote what the role actually takes place as in the comic books. Because yep. he's He's playing a guy named Alexander Pierce, who in the complex is much, much younger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this isn't... Um, so we talked about this uh, in, in another show about uh, the, you know, the Winter Soldier comics. So the, but this is not that, although the character is in here. The story is not the same. But, uh, but this, is, this is all about S.H.I.E.L.D. and what's happening with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, that's that's kind of... It's a political thriller is the way I've seen it referred to. Yeah. And one of the reasons, one of the things that I heard that they're doing to give it that that '70s thriller feel is that they're minimizing the amount of CGI and increasing the amount of live action stunts. That sounds amazing. So it's so I expect to see a lot more uh, realism in this movie. You know, especially since Cap doesn't fly around. You know, he you know bounces off and things bounce off his shield, but he moves through a scene, right? He doesn't like yeah. his whiz through a scene. So there's a I expect that. Well, it feels very much like counterterrorism. So I, I have a feeling if they were doing a counterterrorism type story with a lot of CGI effects, they just wouldn't mesh together at all. Yes. Well, one of the one of the original things was um, a couple of years ago, like a year, year and a half ago, I guess you might have heard that they were uh, they were trying to get uh, use of some of the Spider-Man's universe stuff from Sony, and Sony just basically would not go to town on that with them despite yeah. the stuff that Sony's not using in the movie. So what they were trying to get use of was the character Norman Osborn and Hammer mm -hmm. yeah. and have that be the storyline for this, but that's not going to be what they do, but it's going to be like that storyline a little bit for people yeah. who read that in the comic book. But it's also going to be like another storyline, isn't it, Ryan? You're just I, I, assume, I assume that you're talking about when Norman Osborn takes over S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. But, but yep. that's not... That's not there's no Norman Osborn here. There's no Hammer yep. here. That's mm -hmm. not right. that's Norman Osborn's group. So, but right. do you want to talk about what your theory as to what all this is, Ryan? Well, okay. So this is just a theory, but an informed theory. Let's put it that way. Um, that the comic book Nick Fury versus Shield is a basis for a lot of this. Uh, if you've if you ever heard of it, basically Nick Fury ends up having to fight against Shield because most of Shield has been replaced by life model decoys. Uh, just saying, Coulson, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Though, be a though thing. not not S.H.I.E.L.D. life model decoys, they're actually Hydra life model decoys, which implies right. like the actual bad guys in the movie are Hydra. If, or, that's what, if it goes that way. Or it could be a different agency, but yeah. That's, like, yeah, 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 something. Right, well the thing is, is remember uh, the, the Deltites, which is what the Hydra ones are called, are Deltites or something, they're really, it's like the weirdest looking word. Um, right. They were created by Arnim Zola, who was the uh, guy in the first movie. He's gonna be back for this one. 
So yeah. he's, he's back in flashbacks. We've got um, Howard Stark is back. Uh, Gary Shandling, if you remember him from the uh, from Iron Man Two, where he played a senator, he's back. Oh, cool. Uh, we have um, the the same cast of characters from the first uh, Cap movie. Obviously, Chris Evans is Cap. Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow is his partner in this. Not his only partner. His other partner is Sam Wilson, the Falcon, I'm played so by sorry. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. You know, but, they're I'm giving, I... wait, wait, but they're giving Falcon an additional power that I never knew he had. What's that? The power to speak with birds. No, no, he always could speak with the one bird. Right. And he has... And in Ultimates, he makes himself like a thingy that he can put in his mouth and like do something to them that's kind of like talking to them. Um, I am, you know, what's great about that group? I'm actually in the middle of Ultimate Nightmare right at the moment. Ah, yes. Which is which is the four of them teaming up. So I'm very excited about this as a result. Yeah. Um, there, there's other new characters. Let me let me let me run sure. through those real quick. Uh, we've got uh, Crossbones, who, if you've read any, is an agent of the Red Skull in other places. Uh, we have Sharon Carter, who is the niece in the uh, comics of Peggy Carter that was uh, Cap's love interest in the first film. She's played by Emily Van Camp, who you might know from Revenge on ABC. Uh, Peggy Carter's back. Haley Atwell's back. We have Batroc Zilliper shows up here. Uh, we have, obviously, Robert Redford, and then, of course, Nick Fury is in this. So, I mean, this is this is S.H.I.E.L.D. to the nth degree in this movie. Yes, yes. Also, we should mention that Sharon Carter is also his future love interest, if they go, into, yep. if they go that way. Yeah, <laughs> which could get interesting, but, you know. You, you want fun? There are there's some uh, interesting things in the trailer that we saw before Dark World. Well, I found them interesting. Yes. You, you see three helicarriers. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. The numbers on those helicarriers are 42, 65, and 88. Mm-hmm. 1942 is the year Simon and Kirby left for DC Comics and gave the character over completely to Marvel, mm-hmm. Captain America. 65 is the year of, uh, that they did the full telling of Cap's origin from issue 63 through 71 of Tales of Suspense. Okay. Okay. And 88 is the year that Steve Rogers ceased being Captain America and just took on the, the Captain name and the black costume. Still my favorite Captain America story. Yeah. So... That last one may indeed be a big hint as to what's going on. We'll see. We yeah. will see. Uh, suffice to say, you will hear all kinds of geekiness uh, come this, this April about uh, uh, us from this, from this film. So uh, yeah. definitely looking forward to that one. All right. Uh, next on the list, April 18th from Disney Nature, we have Bears, which I'm going to go out on a limb here and say is about bears. Yes. Indeed. And, uh, <laughs> It's a family of grizzly bears, actually, in Alaska. So if you've seen any of the other uh, Disney nature films, you probably you know what to expect. But it's uh, two mother bears imparting life lessons to their cubs is what the plot synopsis says. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's not, and there's not a lot more to yeah. it than that. That's all I found <laughs> yeah. out. That's all it says on the official site. And so expect bears to be roaming around doing bear things. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you've seen the other Disney nature films, you, you get the idea. Yeah, that's what goes on. Yep. Yeah. My only note on this one is that I might have a little bit more trouble with, you know, buying like buying into the whole, oh, cute bears. Because um, when I was in college, I did quite a bit of studying about bear attacks, especially in Alaska, <laughs> which after reading some of those stories, it's kind of hard to see them as cute and cuddly. So. Understandable. 
Understandable. Just to clear up any confusion, uh, we do have The Amazing Spider-Man 2 coming out on May 2nd. That's not a Disney or Marvel film. Uh, It is being released by Columbia Pictures through Sony. But just so everybody knows, it is coming out. It's a Marvel character, but it's not a Disney Marvel production. I think... Mar- I think Disney- I think Marvel still gets money from the movie. <laughs> there, there is yeah, money. That's right. Yeah, like Disney, st- Disney and Marvel still make money. Yes, and they will make money off all the toys and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so you're still okay to go see it if you're a Disney purist, right? No. <laughs> I, I think our friend Todd would have a nice brilliant debate with you. I I didn't I didn't particularly enjoy the first Amazing Spider-Man. So. I, I didn't either, but uh, my son did, so I'm sure I'll be seeing it. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say that this this movie, and I didn't feel that strongly about it, but there was a particular character in the movie that I'm not joking. This was another Superman situation, another Man of Steel situation, where we were literally. Eric and I were arguing about this for weeks on end <laughs> about this character that it's just, we had to put down a moratorium. We're like, we do not talk about the amazing Spider-Man in this household. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I will not comment on my feelings on that movie. <laughs> I, all I had to say is please, please don't have Peter Parker ever have a Brooklyn accent again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the next official Disney film that we have is Million Dollar Arm, which will be released on May 16th. Uh, this is, if, you, if you've seen a lot of the Disney sports films that they've done over the past, like The Rookie or uh, Miracle or some of those things, this is, this is along those lines, sort of an inspirational sports story. So it is based on the true life story of two Indian pitchers. Uh, and I say Indian, meaning from the nation of India, uh, Rinku Singh and Dinesh Patel. They were discovered after winning a reality show competition in India uh, by an agent. Uh, and both are actually now in the minor leagues with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, they are this – this is a true story. These guys have not yet hit the major leagues yet. Um, I'm sure Disney is hoping that they make their major league debut on you know May 14th, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when's, wait. When's the draft next year? When do they pull? No, no, up? they're already they're already there. They're already, they're oh, they're the already yeah, they're already in. Right, they're already in. Right, okay. They're, yeah, yeah okay. I'm sure they're just hoping they get called up or that they make yeah, the Pirates. That, next that year. would be cool. Uh, but the film uh, stars John Hamm as J.B. Bernstein, the agent who discovered these two. Uh, Bill Paxton is in it as the pitching coach, uh, and there's a few other folks. Alan Arkin is in this. Uh, Asif Manvi, who you might know from The Daily Show, is in this. Uh, so a decent decent cast, uh, directed by Craig Gillespie. Uh, I'm not yes. familiar with it. Was it um, Alan he, Arkin or Adam Arkin? Alan, Sorry. Alan Arkin. Alan. Sorry, you know, either way, yeah, I'd be and, happy, but I have to ask. <laughs> and Craig Gillespie, the, the movie that I really enjoy him for is Lars and the Real Girl, which is a really good dramedy. Um, and I just want to throw out one other actress who's in this movie, Lake Bell, who I think is severely underrated as as an actress. And I'm hoping that between this and her other big movie, which was just came out this year, um, which it's about voiceover actors, I really hope that she kind of gets her breakthrough with more uh, mainstream audiences. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a baseball movie, so I'm in. Ryan, do you need to take that phone call? Is it maybe Marvel calling us and, and yelling at us? About, about, it's, about, it's, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Get for shield? us giving away the uh, secrets. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It might okay. have been. 
Uh, no, we're we're good. But okay. I mean, this is a baseball movie, so I'm in. Um, I have a question. Disney still does not own the Braves, correct? That no. is correct. Okay. No, they are owned by Liberty Media. Ah, because I was gonna say, worst case, they could they could get the guys to be stars that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Ducks, but I guess but I guess Disney has gone not the the not not having a sports team is a good idea. It didn't yeah. make them a lot of money. <laughs> I'm just saying, for the amount of marketing they'll probably spend for this movie, they could probably make that happen. Like, hey, pirates, we'll pay your payroll for the year if you'll bring these two guys up. <laughs> That'd probably be a better use of their marketing money budget for this movie. Oh, right. there was. Oh, I had one last note about this. Uh, the the screenwriter for for this film um, has also done. He has story credit on Up, and he's also written three other movies that I absolutely adore. Uh, win Win, which has um, it's uh, Paul Giamatti sports another sports movie, uh, The Visitor, and The Station Agent. So very Ooh. good writing cred behind this guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's the kind of movie that Disney used to put out, you know, back yeah. when they first started doing live action. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yep. Uh, again, back on the, uh, this is not a Disney film, but just FYI, for those of you who are tracking the Marvel Disney connection, May 23rd of next year, we get X-Men Days of Future Past from 20th Century Fox, uh, directed by Brian Singer and starring pretty much every person who's ever been in an X-Men film ever. My one, my one complaint or suggestion to the people who are over in the other universes, which is not, which is not Disney, um, would be they they had an episode of Spider-Man where he was actively recruited by the X-Men and um, and the and Professor X. I'd like I have to a see story. I have a story. There's a thing that actually was talked about this week that that the the three studios that own the characters are actually in conversation right now to do a joint movie that may or may not happen. Did you know? Did you hear this? Did anyone I've else heard this? No, no. Yeah, yes. I've heard. I've heard this. Uh, yes. The primaries in the movies would be Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider Man. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard about this. I I will, I'm skeptical. I am too. I mean, three studios aren't that have never worked together before are trying to discuss working together. I'm a little leery myself, but this actually came up this week, like out of the blue. So, but I don't see Wolverine working with Cap. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Well, well, if in the Ultimates universe it makes plenty of sense, I agree. In the regular Marvel universe, it doesn't. But from an Ultimates perspective, they are buddies, kind of. As much as can be expected. Yeah. Well, they're both people kind of out of time because Wolverine is basically immortal and Captain America woke up and, you know, is now in the 2000s. So, um, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. In the Ultimate Universe, they both were in World War II together. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've read, I read this same sort of thing. Um, and I know that Hugh Jackman has been lobbying to get into the next Avengers film. Um, uh, but Fox is not. He won't do that. But I've heard that you know the the rumors out there that the studios are talking about this. Yeah. The the point being is that uh, both in, in the regular comic universe, both Spider Man and Wolverine are in the Avengers currently. That is correct. So. That is correct. All right. They so always, um, they could always. I'm just saying, hey Hugh, that you can always play somebody else. You don't have to always play Wolverine. 
There are plenty of other guys that Marvel owns. I'm sure. What's, sure. what's his son's name? Dark Child or whatever he is. Dokken. Yeah. That's what I know. There are plenty of other guys, though. I'm saying there that you could be. It's in true. In the Wolverine. Yeah. All right. So the next official Disney film is uh, May 30th, 2014. So we got a lot going on in May of next year. Uh, but Maleficent, directed by Robert Stromberg, uh, from a screenplay by Linda Wolverton and Paul Dini. Uh, you might not know those names, but you should. Linda Wolverton wrote um, the Alice in Wonderland, the Johnny Depp version. Uh, she also wrote the original screenplay for Beauty and the Beast, the animated film. Paul Dini uh, is a writer who has done tons and tons and tons and tons of animation. He did uh, Batman, the animated series, and now works on... Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and Hulk and the Agents of Smash on Disney XD every Sunday morning. Uh, and Angelina Jolie will play Maleficent, as, as previously mentioned. Uh, and there's lots of other folks in this movie, but that's the main thing. Uh, this is the Wicked take on the Sleeping Beauty story. So you've seen Wicked with, you know, the, the story of the Wicked Witch and how she came, became that way. This is Maleficent, uh, her, her version of the story. Yeah. I'm skeptical. <laughs> I'm a little skeptical. I saw the trailer that came out this week, and I'm a little more hopeful for it just because they're they're not trying to go the wicked route with it, where they're trying to make it out that Maleficent is misunderstood and that she's really the good guy. It looks like they're still keeping her just as evil as she's always been. Yeah. I I, I had a hard time when I read the synopsis thinking that I'd like the movie, but I liked what I saw in the preview also so mm -hmm. you know because she's supposed to be this good this she is supposed to be this good girl who decides to take on evil to save her her corner of the universe I don't know they don't really say that but you know that's, I don't they don't right, really say right, what right. she's they're not really specific about what she's saying and as she grows up evil she uh, makes a deal with the king that you're familiar with for you know Aurora and Sleeping Beauty, that whole thing that goes on that's in the, that's in the background of the movie, in Sleeping Beauty, and she realizes that Aurora is the way to actually save her land. Is what I read, but that's not shown in the preview at all. So I don't know if the preview is just so the thing that you read on this is just too old compared to what they actually went ahead and did. I do or, have an update. An update. Dun, 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 dun. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> On October 10th, they hired the um, the director of um, Saving Mr. Banks and writer of Snow White and the Hump and Huntsman to help do reshoots for this film. Yes, I did oh. hear they were. I did hear they entered into reshoots. To yeah, the last half is pretty good, but the beginning needs tweaking. From what okay. They said. Well, considering that the director, Robert Stromberg, his biggest thing has been visual effects, this is actually the first movie he's directed, it doesn't surprise me that they brought in someone to help out with it. Yeah, no, I, I, this is part of the reason why I'm skeptical, because they pretty much just decided they wanted to make a Maleficent film, they put Linda Wolverton to work, uh, they ended up bringing in Dini to help with the script as well, and then yeah. they just knew they had Angelina Jolie and Maleficent, and then he pretty much started shooting a movie, so that's yeah. what scares me about this. And in all technicality, there's there's technically 11 people credited under writing for, uh, on the IMDb page, which... Wow. Granted, some of those are from the original Sleeping Beauty movie, the the Disney animated film that they just have, you know, based on this. But 
even even without those, it's kind of distressing the, the number of people listed as credited for this. Because usually the more people that are credited for writing something, the less likely it is to be coherent and good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I will reserve judgment until I actually see it. Uh, I just go in probably with lower expectations than I would have otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get right. worried that a preview on a movie like that is just all of the cool stuff and everything else is just kind of there. I get, I, yeah. That's just how I generally feel. Uh, okay. The next next one uh, officially being released, the much-anticipated... Okay, I can't even get that out with a straight face. <laughs> the sequel to Planes, July 18th, it's Planes, Fire, and Rescue. Um, is there much that we need to say about this? Dane Cook's back is dusty. It's another Planes movie designed to yeah. sell more toys. Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Dusty finds out he's too injured to continue racing for the time being and ends up firefighting. That's the movie. Yeah, okay. I, um, it it is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's coming out uh, in July 18th. If your kids are interested, I'm sure I'll be dragged to that one by my daughter, but that's okay. Uh, all right. Back to Marvel, August 1st, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot. <laughs> Probably the, the riskiest film that uh, Marvel's made yet. Would we oh, agree with that? yeah. Yes, this is a huge risk for them, especially considering who they brought on to direct this movie. Yes, uh, James Gunn is the director, and I, I feel Rachel has many things to say about that, so give me just a second to run through the rest of the cast. Uh, it is based on the comic book Guardians of the Galaxy by Abnett and Lanning, uh, which is not the old Guardians of the Galaxy from the 60s and 70s. This is very recent comics. Um, this cast is very eclectic, to say the least. You've got Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, uh, Chris Pratt from Parks and Recreation, Zoe Saldana from the Star Trek movies is Gamora, Dave Bautista, the former wrestler, or I guess former and perhaps future wrestler, as <laughs> Drax, uh, Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser, Michael Rooker as Yondu, Karen Gillan as Nebula. Most of these names are going to mean nothing to most of you people. Um, Benicio Del Toro, who we saw at the end of Thor as the Collector. Uh, John C. Riley, Glenn Close, both part of the Nova Corps. Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket Raccoon. Uh, rumored, and I'm assuming by the time this comes out, hopefully confirmed, uh, Vin Diesel as the voice of Groot. He confirmed uh, it in an interview. Yeah. Well, so. Marvel hasn't confirmed it, but but yeah. Really, it's just going to be his face, and Groot only says the one thing. So. Yeah, he says, I am Groot. That's all he says. Nothing else. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the movie, but it's, it's a risk. Yeah. I, to get to get into it, I mean, if if we run quick, we're just run quickly through the characters so people can understand where they fit in. That might understand why help people understand why Marvel is choosing this particular movie, right? Because this this the Guardians of the Galaxy have a large connection to Thanos, right? Yes. Because because you the the main character is Star Lord, and he is a guy named Peter Quill, and what happens is that he. Um, Somehow has some strange connection to space when he's a child. I don't know the comic hasn't. I only read a couple of issues. Basically, his father was an alien and his mother was an Earthling. That's about as far okay. as you need okay. to go. Okay, that's that's yeah. I, I mean, it's it's obvious, but I didn't get to the point where they actually ever stated it. So yeah, 
it's one of those now that's going to be on my list to try and read before the movie comes out. Um, so what happens is, is he ends up becoming an astronaut, jet pilot astronaut, ends up trapped in space somehow, and ends up into this whole universe that his father was wrapped up in. Okay? Yep. And he gets this really cool weapon gun that can do, like, I, I don't know, just like the gun of anything, basically. Yeah, pretty um, much everything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he becomes this guy, Star-Lord, and he uh, takes this bunch of guys who are all convicts in this, in this space part of space that he ends up in, and he works them into this team of heroes, essentially. Yes. Okay, I spun that well enough? Yeah, um, that's, that's the basics. Now, um, their primary adversary is a, in, in this new stuff is Ronan the Accuser, who is, while he was a uh, high up in the Kree Empire, is actually a minion for Thanos in the comic book, right? At this point? In, in the movie... Uh, we don't, don't, know. We don't, know in the don't movie. honestly know in the comics. Okay. He is yeah, yeah. in the movie. He is. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Um, Gamora is related to Thanos. Well, not related. Somehow she's like adopted, right? That's what she's I. She's adopted daughter. Yes. Okay. Um, Drax destroyer just wants to kill Thanos. Pretty much. <laughs> There's no other <laughs> thing to say there. Um, did I read? Now Yondu's not in the comic book, but he's in the movie, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, Yandu, who I know is Yandu the Mystic, but I guess in comics now he's just Yandu, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he he has this ability to kind of sort of see things happen in the future, if I remember correctly, and yes. fly and fly. I think. Well, uh, the the Yandu can Yandu can see in the future, but he's also a uh, he uses a bow and arrow. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm trying to think. Groot is a uh, living tree thing. Who's a that, prince on his world? Prince on his world, but in it, yes, okay, I didn't even know that. But uh, he's a yes. living tree thing, and he can absorb and control plants and get bigger and smaller as needed. Yes, and then of course there's Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon, who is mm-hmm. a uh, real raccoon that was experimented on and put back together, and is now Rocket Raccoon, and that's why he's always mad because he's always in constant pain or something like that. Basically, yes, and All just right, doesn't so- like anyone. <laughs> So I want to, I, Rachel. I, I think you had you had a take on James Gunn, the director. Yeah, James Gunn was an enormous risk for them to pick for a movie like this, especially a company that's generally very family friendly, like Disney and, of course, Marvel. Um, James Gunn is best known. He got to start doing sort of trauma type films, which are very exploitation, very violent, very sexual. And um, some of his biggest, most well-known movies, which aren't even, I don't think, that big of movies, are uh, Slither and Super, which Slither is basically a take on like the horror uh, zombie film where a small town is invaded by slugs that turn people into zombies that spit this green stuff. It's Um, disgusting. Yes, and su- which, for someone like me, I enjoy that stuff, but it's, it is very, very much pushes the boundaries of taste. Um, and then super is basically the notion of if people actually try being superheroes. Like, if someone that was just a little bit, bit mentally unbalanced decided to become a superhero and fight, fight crime with, I think it's like a wrench or a hammer... And needless to say, he starts going after people for budging in line at the movie theater and yeah. just basically, you know, bashing people's heads in. It's, again, it it's pushes the boundaries of taste. But 
the thing is that he's also very good at taking these very strange characters and making them likable and relatable, which is good for something like Guardians of the Galaxy that's very out there. Yes. I mean, a talking raccoon and a living tree. <laughs> you don't get much crazier than that. So I think he's a good choice in that sense. I just I think that it's a I think it's a calculated risk on their part and I think it's going to pay off. I hope well, it does. Also for the parents out there, don't get too worried when you're talking here about Rachel. Um, he has also done the Scooby Doo movies. Well, he wrote the Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, so, right, yeah that's right. that, I was I was going to mention that's probably the most family friendly thing he's ever yeah, done. So, so I think he can do family friendly. I, yeah, I he don't. Can. I don't. I don't think Disney's gonna not let him do family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Like that's the thing is, I think that he's gonna be he's gonna be reined in. I, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere near what he has with some of his other movies. But I think that one element of making the outrageous and crazy seem a little more normal, <laughs> I think that that's gonna work for him. I think that's yeah. gonna pay uh, carry over. So. Yeah, um, we'll we'll be talking more about this, I'm sure, with uh, when Captain America comes out and some of the other things that come out through the year. But uh, this, for me, is not necessarily my most anticipated film of, of Disney's next year, but it's the one I'm the most interested to see how it turns out. This, for me, yeah. is like the Lone Ranger of of last year, of of this year. You know, that was a movie that was a big risk that you know could have turned out one way or another, and it ended up being a financial flop. I think I think if I remember correctly, we all liked it, yes. uh, but. But financially, didn't turn out so well. I think this one yeah. may may turn out good and make a lot of money. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and remember, I've... I was oh, going to say Benico del Toro was uh, told to play the collector like he was Liberace of space. So I'm very much looking <laughs> forward to that. I mean, yes. we got a taste of that from mm-hmm. the from the end clip in Thor. So yep. Uh, I, okay, I Go actually. Ahead. Really, really, really quick. Uh, Michael Rooker is in almost every single movie that James Gunn has ever done, so the fact that he's in this does not surprise me. Secondly, Karen Gillian is in this from uh, Doctor Who, and my yes. father-in-law is very angry with James Gunn because now she has shaved her head to be in this movie and no longer has her beautiful red hair. So yeah. that's that's my notes she on did, the cast yes. of this. I have a feeling that she will pop up again. Based on the fact that she shaved her head, just to, just a theory, but uh, we'll see. All right, uh, next on the list, a movie that uh, again from Touchstone DreamWorks uh, that I know nothing about, and there's really not a whole lot out there about it. The Hundred Foot Journey. Uh, it's uh, based on a novel by Richard C. Morass that was published in July. It's a story of two rival restaurants in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, there's, so there's um, it's there's a chef, Chef Hazan Haji. I I don't that little note. I don't know who he is. I just read about this movie research, so this is all new to me. Helen too. Mirren, isn't it? Hel- Helen Mirren. She's playing the rival chef. Uh, she is a f- chef at a uh, Michelin star restaurant that this guy shows up across the street and opens up a restaurant. They become friends until he she realizes that he's competition, and it becomes a competition and. A, Apparently, I read, I found out in some article that it concludes with a culinary battle royale. So I'm hoping for Iron Chef, and I'm going. <laughs> Interesting. I well, like it. It does say that the director is the director of Chocolat, which is another great foodie movie. So I, I can expect that we'll see a lot of very beautifully filmed food. Also, Steven Spielberg and Oprah Winfrey are. Yeah, they were producers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. so 
I don't, I mean, usually stuff that over touches does not go bad. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's a good, good point. Good point. Uh, the next official Disney film uh, is set for release on October the 10th. It is Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, uh, which if you are, uh, if you have kids, you might remember the children's book of the same name. Uh, this one is directed by Miguel Arteta, who probably most recently people have seen on American Horror Story. He directed an episode of that. Um, it stars Steve Carell and Jennifer Garner as Alexander's parents. Uh, this this feels like to me like um, if you've seen some of the, the films like Ramona and Beezus that Selena Gomez was in or um, the Odd Life of Timothy Green like this feels to me like like that sort of movie that that Disney's putting out a, a nice family friendly movie that's not too um, you know it's not too horrible uh, as far as it, it's it's got some some heart to it and some fun and that sort of thing. The thing I found interesting about this when, when looking through it is that originally it was going to be done by Jim Henson Pictures yes. uh, and ended up getting turned mm-hmm. around to the, to Disney instead. Um, Henson's still credited, but uh, it's now uh, now picked up by Disney. Yeah. Not, not much to say about it. I mean, I think it, yeah. it's, it looks good. Yeah, it sounds just like the book. So it sounds like, you know, a straight up telling of the book as a movie, so... Yeah, aside from casting announcements, I really haven't heard much about what's going on with this movie. Looking over the cast list, it's great, though. I mean, they've got Megan Mullally, Jennifer Coolidge, both very funny. Um, yeah, I I expect it'll probably be pretty good. Yep. Uh, all right, so uh, if, you've, if you've read the book, you probably get the idea there. But Steve Carell and Jennifer Garner gives me great hope for that one, because I think they're both mm-hmm. really talented uh, actors. Uh, the next one, back on the Marvel train, but this one is actually not being released by Marvel Studios. It's being released by Walt Disney Animation. So uh, this is Big Hero 6. Uh, this is officially a Walt Disney animated picture. So it's the 54th Walt Disney animated film. Uh, it's the first one, first Disney film that will have Marvel characters in it. Uh, if, if you were... Like, hey, you know, I'm pretty familiar with uh, comic books, and you didn't know Big Hero 6. Um, you can be forgiven for that, because they haven't been out there that much. Uh, basically, what happened is, when uh, Don Hall, who's the director of this, was co-directing Winnie the Pooh, he looked through the Marvel library after Disney bought Marvel and said, hey, I'd like, I think this is kind of interesting. Um, and found this comic book called Big Hero 6, which, inter- interestingly enough, uh, was originally created by the guys who the, – the Man of Action guys, who you might recognize from the credits of the Ultimate Spider-Man or Hulk and the Agents of – or Avengers Assemble cartoons on Disney XD. Um, those were the guys who created this comic book, uh, Big Hero 6. And what it basically is about is uh, six Japanese children – who have superpowers and live under an amusement park in a city called San Francisco. In other words, a mixture of San Francisco and Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this. This looks really cool. Yes. I know they have superpowers, but this is movie is about them learning to use their powers to fight crime. So I expect a lot of like superpower related humor. Yes. That's that's what I'm figuring is gonna, we're going to see a lot of. So, 
Well, I mean, like, if you just look at the names, like, you can tell the kind of sense of humor they have. Like, some of the names of the, the characters, like, Wasabi, No Ginger, Honey Lemon, Go-Go Tamago, and then, of course, there's one that's just named Fred. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is not a, uh, this is a CG movie, and it's going to be a 3D movie, just, which is going to be interesting because I don't think there's been very many CG superhero movies on screen if any. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see this. Uh, I, I actually read uh, not the original series, but there was another um, Big Hero 6 series by Chris Claremont who wrote the X-Men for a long, long time, and I read that, and it's, it's good. It's just, you know, not my thing. Yeah. The premise is really interesting, but I'm kind of surprised that we're less than a year out from the release date of it and we don't know anything aside from the director and writer i mean there has well, been no well there yeah there's been a preview but there's no announcement of who's like what who's voice acting talent oh, yeah. 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 yeah yeah that's true good point mm-hmm. yeah but maybe yeah. they're keeping that close to the vest though yeah that's possible and uh, i think I, it's sorry go ahead i was gonna say i wouldn't be surprised if it's disney channel stars it's just my gut um and the reason why I said it is because they're supposed to be kids, so obviously it's going to be kid actors. And because this is the f- – the, the reason why this came about and why it's a Marvel product that's being done by Disney Animation Studios is because when they first bought them, they said, what can we cross market, yeah. right? And so they said, well, you know, we want to use these characters, but we're not going to touch these guys anyway. So here you go. And like you said, it was in the pile of we're not going to touch this stuff. Right. So – yeah, it's interesting. I'm 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 looking forward to see how this turns out. I mean, it's it's definitely a different direction for Disney Animation to take, right? Like you have Frozen uh, from in, in 2013 coming out that tells you know a much more traditional fairy tale type story. Uh, this is this is a different take, so I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, and did you say that the the leading characters in this are? You said they they were they were Asian, they were Japanese. What nationality were they? Well, in the in the comics, they're Japanese, so I don't. I would assume it's the same in the in the book or in the yeah. in the film. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, I think I think that, that would be great manga. for Disney to have some more uh, some more diversity in their their leading characters. So I'm yeah, all for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's along the lines of that manga Neo Tokyo type stuff from Akira, you know, where it's like a not a real city that's based on real cities, and you know, kids. Mm-hmm. That are pro- that act more like they're not kids, and you know that's that's what I ex- kind of sort of expect. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, the next Walt Disney Pictures release comes on November twenty first. Uh, the sacrificial lamb to the Hunger Games Mockingjay is a movie called McFarland. Uh, they're released on the same day as the Hunger Games. I feel like this is going to be a problem for this movie. Um, it, it it's called McFarland. Uh, Kevin Costner is in the movie. Maria Bello, I believe, is and Morgan Saylor are the main stars. But the only thing I know about it is it says uh, a track coach in a small California town transforms a team of athletes into championship contenders. Yeah, it, it's a real um, story. It's that's another, great. It no, needs no, a better release date. I, yeah. It, <laughs> It, it might have needed a better name, too. I mean, I get that they're calling it McFarland, so it's because it's McFarland High School in McFarland, California. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a big story, um, it, you know, going back. It's, what happens is, you know, it's, it's a 
McFarland is not like a rich community. It's a Hispa- you know, it's an impoverished mm-hmm. Hispanic community. He comes in and he trains this track team for this school to be championship level, and then they take nine state championships. Yep. Mm-hmm. So for them, you know, so it, it's it was a big news story. It's probably going to be very well because Kevin Costner doesn't. You know, he does magic with sports movies. I'm not like the hugest Kevin Costner fan, but that is a true statement. And so I expect this will be a very enjoyable movie, but I agree it probably has a poor release date that will hurt it. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I would be surprised if this one made much money whatsoever. Yeah, Um, they're thinking thinking might be that it's counter-programming to Hunger Games, but there's no point in doing pro... Uh, like counter programming to Hunger <laughs> Games, it's just going to take the box office. There's, yes. there's no competing yes. with it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's kind of like we we discussed this a few years ago when the animated Winnie the Pooh came out the same weekend as uh, Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> I, I expect similar results here. Um, I agree with you, Todd. I think it'll actually turn out pretty well. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to do well at the box office. But uh, we will talk about it. All right, uh, so the last film that I have on my list, and you guys correct me uh, if I'm wrong, comes out on December 25th. Uh, It's a movie called Into the Woods. It's directed by Rob Marshall. Rachel, go. Okay, Into the Woods (laughs) is basically a new take on on fairy tales. Well, technically it isn't a new take because the stage musical came out quite a while ago. The music is by Stephen Sondheim, who has also done amazing musicals like Sweeney Todd, um, Company. He's... Uh, it's it's not necessarily as accessible as uh, some Broadway music is. It's very lyric-driven. It's very difficult to sing, which um, fortunately it sounds like they've gotten some good um, uh, talent as far as the voice work on this. Um, some of the stars of this movie, they got uh, James Corden, um, who is probably best known at this point for uh, for his run on Doctor Who, but he's got a new show that actually just came out on Hulu uh, called The Wrong Guys. Um, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I've heard great things. Um, the cast is just amazing, though. We've got Meryl Streep playing the witch, Christine Baranski playing the step- Cinderella stepmother, Anna Kendricks uh, playing Cinderella, who a lot of people don't know, but she actually did quite a bit of uh, stage work when she was younger and just wrapped on another movie musical uh, the last five years. Um, oh, goodness, where do I even start they with this, this movie? this unknown guy as the wolf. Oh, yeah, this this big unknown, uh, Johnny Depp. Don't, I don't know hmm. if you guys have heard of this guy. but <laughs> Interesting. I, that, that, I, I'll be interested to see this new actor whom I've not seen in theaters before. Yes, and fortunately, the the big controversy and the big thing that was making a lot of people worried about this movie was the casting for Lil Red Riding Hood, who is initially going to be, and now I can't even remember her name, but she's the girl from Ellen who used to do, um, they'd bring her on to sing songs and stuff, um, but they fortunately recast her with Leela Crawford, who was in the recent uh, revival of Annie on Broadway, and I have to say, much better choice, vo- both vocally and just as far as some of the things that her character goes through, it would have been completely inappropriate with a younger actress. Actually, her, the girl's name is Sophia Grace Brownlee. Mm-hmm. Yep. And her parents did withdraw her from the film oh. because she was too young. <laughs> that, that that makes me feel a lot which, better about which things. Me, which makes me also have, thank goodness there are parents in this world with common sense. Yes, considering Indeed. that that there's a weird thing going on between her and the wolf, 
And considering how young Sophia Grace is, I was not okay with that in any way. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I am looking forward to this. I watched the a version of this that was taped off of Broadway back when I was in sixth, seventh grade, and I thought it was terrible and didn't understand it. And then as I grew up and and saw it again, I was like, oh, now I get it. Uh, so I don't think this is something my kids are going to enjoy very much, but I am very much looking forward to it. I'm as yeah. concerned with the placing of this movie because I think it's like right. I don't think it's. I think it's right after Christmas. No, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas, oh, it's Christmas Day. Day. Okay. Well, you'll get a I... lot of Jewish people watching the movie then. Because <laughs> everyone knows that's what we do for Christmas is we go to the movies. This is one of the few places open. That's why I live five close to Disney World, folks. Disney World's always open. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you're going to have release dates issues here, too, with because uh, holiday season next year is really crowded. Yeah, that's true. I think I think they're I think their reasoning on this was probably I think Chicago came out around Christmas time. I want to say a lot of movie you're big right, movie yeah. musicals have come out around Christmas time and have done fairly well. So that's probably their thinking on it, that this is something they can take the whole family to, even though, as you pointed out. Ryan, I mean, it's not necessarily something that young kids are going to get much out of. They might be a bit confused by um, some of the like the themes in the in the right. musical. So, because this is very much written as uh, fairy tales for grown-ups. Right. Well, I'm looking at like you know, The Hobbit. The final piece of The Hobbit comes out mm. um, a week earlier. Uh, a musical version of Annie comes out a week earlier, and the same day, Night at the Museum Three comes out. Hey. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> so I, I i i see a lot of family competition uh there's already another musical out that's probably going to be more family friendly i mean like like i said i'm looking forward to it i think the wife and i will really enjoy it i just i'm worried uh i worry about disney and, and release dates but this is a that's a whole other conversation yeah yeah I have, I have a quick theory about how this movie came about because um, Into the Woods has been pretty popular for a while but the timing on this was interesting because they announced that the film was going to be happening shortly after they did um, Shakespeare in the Park did a production of Into the Woods, which they expected would be would transfer to Broadway and had a lot of uh, Disney alums in it, including um, uh, from Enchanted. Uh, now I'm blanking on her name, Amy Adams. Amy Adams was in it, um, and a lot of other uh, big Disney folks were in it. But it ended up not getting picked up to have a full Broadway run. So my theory on this is that they looked at how well the show still did a, a, in Shakespeare in the Park and said, well, why don't we make a movie out of this? Hmm. So I'm wondering if that kind of pushed... Pro- production happening on this musical finally on the the film adaptation yeah but they could wait for release date I'm yeah. yeah ryan i mean you can <laughs> just wait like a week and then yeah oh i'm not talking about like the release date for the movie i'm talking about it actually going into production yeah because yeah, they announced it going into production forever, shortly yeah. after yeah, yeah. talking I, about can... movies that have been production in forever <laughs> let's talk um because we're, we're, I think we're getting to the part where we're talking about show movies and stuff, right, Todd? Oh no, we have one. We have one more movie that doesn't have a release date yet. Okay. And then which we'll is? Which is? Which is the uh, Cloud Nine, which is going to be the Disney Channel movie next year? Uh, yep. 
Yeah, right? I know nothing about this, so please fill me in. Yeah, so it's about a girl who's a snowboarder who gets kicked off her team because she's a bit of a prima donna. Okay, and she's forced to, uh, you know, retrain herself, I guess, Mighty Duck style. I don't really know with this former champ- snowboarding champion who also got, you know, had a career-ending thing happen that was all over YouTube. Okay, and uh, it's about them both finding their way in their, you know, new new lives, I guess. I, I know it seems fairly, like, you know what it reminds me of is, uh, like, the skating movie where the girl's, like, the ballerina skater, figure skater. Yeah. And she becomes, yeah. the, she becomes the ice hockey skater. Cheryl knows this movie really yes. well. And um, that's, that's what it kind of reminded me of when I was reading it, so. That's all I know about it. I do have I'm to say, good. there aren't many names I recognize on this cast. Nope. <laughs> At all. I mean, this, this is not like like the other movie where we knew, like, you've seen these guys. We have not seen many of these people. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay, that. so now I'll go to the shelved list. Yes. What do you want to shelve? Um, <laughs> let's talk about Haunted Mansion. The Guillermo del Toro film? Yes. Or not film? I think recently he's basically, he can't admit publicly, but he's basically admitted this isn't going to happen. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not happening is all I know. Yeah. Um, we have, there was was other, I read that he was looking for another writer. That's what I heard. Yeah, there's been all kinds of rumors circulating as he was touring, um, talking about Pacific Rim. Some people would ask him about it and, you know, he would give one response of, yeah, it's on the back burner or other other times he would say, you know, like to your point, Sharon, we're looking for the right writers and da 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 but uh I, I would be shocked if we ever see this movie. Yeah, the the problem with Del Toro is he always has so many projects going on at one time that usually he has like three or four projects that are consistently on the back burner. Yeah. He's just he's he's a bit over ambitious in that sense. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But um, uh, I did want, but I did want to say that I'm not sure part of it's Disney's problem because I know that they put one of the chief Imagineers on this movie, like as making sure that you better say, you know, we don't want, we don't want the, we don't want another Eddie Murphy haunted mansion movie here, <laughs> <laughs> which um, we have to do someday because I think that one's not bad. But that's yes, okay. but but apparently. All the Disney fan people think it's bad. So um, they do. So they put Jason Stroud on on this movie, and which is really funny because like I think it was two years ago, have to be two years ago, where we went to a talk with Jason Stroud and I asked him about the movie. He's like, "Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, but you know, making sure that you know we stay within you know a set confines." Right. And maybe that's the, that's the problem with the movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, other other films from uh, that were supposed to come out in 2014, but uh, did not. The Tomorrowland film, uh, George Clooney as the star, uh, directed by Brad Bird, written by Damon Lindelof. Filming we up here in Daytona Beach. Yeah, we still don't know much about this, but it was supposed to come. That was actually the spot that Into the Woods was going to. Uh, give up to into the woods was going to be 2015 it actually got moved forward into 2014 uh, and tomorrowland moved to 2015 so we don't know much about that one um there was one other one that got moved 
The Good Dinosaur. Uh, the oh, Pixar The Good movie. Dinosaur, that's right, the yep. Pixar film. Uh, in their typical, we are going to move it because we want the quality to be up to snuff. Pixar moved that one. So we will get two Pixar films in 2015 along it with... Got, it got moved out like 18 months. It didn't get moved out like a, like 11 months. It's, yeah. like no, it's November 25th is the current date for The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. So we'll get two Pixar films in 2015 along with two Marvel films, the new Star Wars movie. 2015 is going to be packed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, two two others that were originally going to happen in 2014 that are not happening were National Treasure Three has a script never greenlit, so not even like a thing. Um, and Jungle Cruise is just a movie that the studio is no longer pursuing. I wouldn't say. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if maybe now since they brought up, brought up the Jingle Cruise, maybe we'll get the Jungle Cruise as a holiday movie. I don't know. Who knows? Was an African Queen actually a holiday movie? Not really. Sorry. Not really. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean the release date. Wasn't it like a, a Christmas? Oh, movie? oh. Um, it might have been. Might have been. And um, as for National Treasure Three, someone, come on. Let's we want to know. Movie. Yeah, we want to know the mystery. The solve, solve the cliffhanger from National Treasure Two. Yeah. Oh, but I and, think. And you are correct. The African Queen came out December twenty third, nineteen fifty one. I have a feeling, Cheryl, now that Disney is no longer in the Jerry Bruckheimer business, we're not getting a National Treasure 3 anytime soon. They better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So much as last year, let's go through and say uh, which movie we are most excited for, and we will wrap things up. How about you, Cheryl? Go ahead and kick us off. Which movie are you most looking forward to of the list that we put out there? Oh, I lost my list. Hold on. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, Rachel, how about you? We'll let you go first. Okay, I think I know I, the answer, though. Can I do a three-way tie? Because there really, there really are three movies that I, I can't pick between. If okay, I'll just name three, but I'll, I'll have them in order of how excited I am for them. Um, okay. I would say number three, The Wind Rises. I'm very excited for The Wind Rises. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted, number two, and number one is Into the Woods. I felt that I could I could predict the last one. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right, Cheryl, did you uh, did you figure this one out? Yes. Okay. Muppets Most Wanted. Nice. Although nice. I am gonna be a bit sad that Whoopi's not gonna Whoopi's not gonna be in it. Oh yeah, good point. Because I point. like I like I mean I recently saw them down in the view with her, and I like that she's had like over a twenty year relationship with the Muppets. It's true. It's cool. a good point. All right, Todd. What about you? Like, like mine aren't going to differ from yours. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true, but you know. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, so no, my 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 number one pick is the Captain America movie. I mean, Captain America is like my one of my three favorite superheroes. Period. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. Captain America is by by far and away the the one that I'm looking forward to the most. It's I've been looking forward to it since the first Cap because that was my favorite of the of the phase one films before Avengers. So, um, I, I, you know, between guardians and Muppets most wanted, I, I can't decide on the, on a runner up, but yeah, yeah. Captain America is number one. Yeah, and it's I'm not, I yeah. think Eric's going to kill me for not putting winter soldier in one of my top three, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I can make it like a, um, honorable mention winter soldier, honorable mention for that one. There you go. Yep. All right, so uh, that is going to do it for this week's show. We can't wait for the for the movies to start coming out. So uh, the wind, when the wind rises, heads out there. We, we will. Um, that'll be the first one, and they will 
come rapidly uh, through the months of February, March, April, and so on from there. Uh, so, uh, as you get ready to go to the movies this year, you let us know what you guys are looking forward to. You can do that over at the website, DisneyFilmProject.com. You can do the same over on Twitter at DisFilmProject. Uh, of course, we are on Facebook, Disney Film Project, And, of course, you can email us, DisneyFilmProject at gmail.com. So, uh, until next week, folks, for Todd, Rachel, and Cheryl, uh, this is Ryan, and we will see you soon. 